Please stand your posture. We are practicing proper books. So when we preach, so to what extent we can, yeah, our moves will return back to that level. But whether like even you can chant corrections, you can die. So what are the parameters? What are the parameters of preaching? We are those who have taken seriously to Krishna consciousness are supposed to take to it seriously and endeavor to be pure devotees. Should we endeavor to, when we're preaching, should we endeavor to on the spot change people, every single aspect of their life? Should I immediately, or should I tell you to all immediately change your life in pretty much every aspect and fully surrender to Krishna. Yes, I should. All of you should immediately change your life in every aspect and fully surrender to Krishna. (laughs) I should tell you. But I should also tell you that, well, if you're not ready to do that, then at least, please, chant Hare Krishna. One round every day. Or at least take Prabhupada's books, or at least stop eating meat, or make some improvement somewhere, and try and come closer. So we have to see where people are at and try to bring them higher. If you can bring people immediately up to the best level, that's the best. If not, well, you may try a step-by-step approach. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy is meant for bringing people from the lowest level to the highest level. And we don't even try to do that with ourselves, to come immediately to the level that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is ready to give. We have to go through a process of purification to take what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give, which is Krishna Prem. Krishna Prema Pradayate, we pray to him. So, preaching means making contact with people and bringing them from the level they're at to closer to Krishna. And the, the success or the, uh, of preaching is that people accept on principle to that life is meant for serving Krishna, and they dedicate themselves to the process. We can call that the success of preaching. People uh, reaching the highest level and becoming fully free from material desires, that's, that's we can say, that another phase of preaching. But for public, for preaching to the public, if they can accept that human life is meant for God-realization... We are meant to fully surrender to Krishna and they take up the process. So that we can call the success of preaching. We may do that in calibrated stages. And some people, they may show, they may show a willingness to come up to a certain level and not come higher. That's also there. So we may just accept that also. So exactly what are the parameters? We can only give general guidelines. We can't say exactly. Maybe also as Krishna inspires you. 
inspires different individuals how to preach Krishna consciousness. It may be that when Dhruta Karma Prabhu, I just gave that example, when he said to the professor, the next time you go to the temple, when they ask you what your gotra is, you can say you're descended from a monkey. Maybe he hadn't thought of that. It may be just Krishna inspired him in the mind at the time to say that. One uh, devotee from Lithuania, he just told me a few days ago, he's living in a Salem center now. So, prior to taking to Krishna consciousness, he was a, an atheist and a hedonist. Hedonist means Mahavyabhichari in local languages. So, uh, one of his friends took to Krishna consciousness. He wasn't interested at all. But she said to him, if you're not careful in your next life, you'll become a monkey. Now, generally, we tell our devotees, don't, you know, don't say things like that. You have to be polite and this and that. But that hit him. And he started to think, oh, in my next life I'll become a monkey. Then he started to change and now he's taken fully to Krishna consciousness. Now, being he was a professor of sociology and he used to go all over the world to these immensely, I presume they must be immensely boring conferences about sociology, which, I don't know, someone funds them for some reason or other. But for what purpose? Who knows? But uh, presumably being a, an associate professor of sociology and traveling to various conferences and being fluent in several languages, presumably he was complacent, puffed up. And if you'd have tried to tell him in a very polite way well, you see, actually, we have many births. and He wouldn't have listened to anything. But when he was told, you're going to become a monkey, <coughs> he started to think, and he changed his life. So sometimes one or two harsh words can have more effect than hours and days of talking, and it, it, it never gets beyond, you know, there's a big kavach all around. That nothing can get inside. Whatever you say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they won't listen at all. But if it's like, how are you going to get through that kavach? You have to have a very shoot with a bullet. And hit the heart. And the heart is made of stone. And break through that also. And reach the the jiva, the atma inside. So sometimes it works. Whereas being nice, then people, they also think, yeah, Hare Krishna people, they're nice. But nothing for me. Nice but irrelevant. Whereas, shoot them. Shoot through their Thick false ego. Monkey. Huh? Me? Monkey. 
he started to become afraid and think about it. And took up devotional service. It's a risk. Sometimes people go away angry. But even then, if they go away angry, after some time they think about it and they think, well, actually that's, actually that's true. That happens many times. There are many, there are several instances that I know of with Srila Prabhupada who was very strong with people and they went away all angry and then later they changed. Mahabuddhi, one of his disciples, explained that. He came in all, he came in to see Prabhupada all very proud and Prabhupada just smashed him. And he left, he was driving back all upset. And then the next morning he woke up and thought, actually, he's right. No one ever spoke to me like that before, but he's right. Because he's very proud. He said, I'm rich, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm intelligent, I'm educated. And Prabhupada just verbally cut him up. And he came back the next day with a thousand dollars donation, which in those days was really a lot of money. Uh, which uh, no one had ever given that much in that center before. And then after some time, his long hair came off, his uh, jeans came off, the dhoti came on, and he's been a devotee ever since. Could happen to you too. Watch out. You're in a danger. There's a dangerous place here. But another another important thing, though, we have to go on distributing prasadam. Because after you've humiliated people, give them some prasadam. (laughs) (laughs) And that not only they get the mercy of Krishna in the form of prasadam, but they they think, well, if the food is so good, then those people can't be so bad after all. (laughs) And there are so many uh, it's all coming up in my new book, this strongly speaking in Prabhupada's service, that Prabhupada was invited to a, a public reception by the mayor of Paris. Mayor or something like that. Oh, my stomach's making noises. It's time for prasadam. So this, normally the mayor of Paris would have never arranged such a thing for the devotees. Even now they wouldn't do it. In France, somehow or other, thanks to the French philosophers and French Revolution, they haven't taken so well to Christian consciousness. And, anyway, there may be other reasons. But what happened, the Indian ambassador some days before, the Indian ambassador had arrived in what was going on? Now what happened was Prabhupada was arriving at the airport. I'm, I'm okay. Maybe I got the details mixed up, but I'll give it the... And the Indian ambassador was also scheduled to arrive and the from the French government side they'd messed it up. And they didn't. They hadn't got their reception party to receive the ambassador. 
I think the devotees were there to to receive a sannyasi, not Prabhupada. So the the French government officials, seeing the devotees there, said, can you help do something and receive the ambassador for us? So the devotees went and they gave him a garland, and you know they gave him some prasadam or something, and the ambassador was very satisfied. And, whew, it, it would have been a breach of protocol if they hadn't had some reception for the Indian ambassador, new ambassador arriving in Paris. So then they asked, well, okay, thanks for that. Can you do? Can we do something to help you? Is there anything we can do in return? Or maybe it was the Indian embassy staff. Or it was the, the in, anyway, sorry for my poor memory. Anyway, they are, the devotees said, yes, Prabhupada's coming in a few days. Arrange for a reception with the mayor of Paris. So it was arranged. And then they told Prabhupada what to do. You see, when the mayor speaks, you have to stand up. And then the mayor started speaking, and the devotees told Prabhupada, you have to stand up. And Prabhupada said, who should I stand up for? You know, because in Indian culture, sadhu doesn't stand up for some government official. They stand for him. So Prabhupada went on sitting, and then when, then Prabhupada had to give a reply. And Prabhupada, he spoke that, yes, you have a great civilization, but actually indirectly said it's all useless. And you see your Napoleon is dead and he didn't he wasn't self realized, you're also not self realized. He was quite heavy. And the mayor and everyone else was getting very nervous. But at the end they gave them all prasadam and everyone became very relaxed and happy. So strong speaking is required, but we should also have Blissful festivals, lots of prasadam distribution, lots of harinam with devotees dressed very colorfully. So people uh, they hear the strong words and they think, oh, the Hare Krishna people are very joyful. Their food is very nice. What's their philosophy that they're talking? They should. Otherwise, what happens, just like there's these, these Mayavadis in the West, some kind of... I mean, they're very degraded people, but they subscribe to some kind of philosophy that we call Mayavadi. Um, they, they organize what they call this Bhakti Fest in America, and they have Kirtan, and so I'm told the most popular kirtan leader there, he's looking for all the young girls who he can enjoy afterward. So some of our devotees go there and they give prasadam and they also do kirtan. And I was told that one of the leaders of this so-called bhakti fest had told one of the leaders of our movement, or actually he told Gauravani, yeah, I guess he's a leader, uh, that we like your kirtan and we like your food, but we don't like your philosophy. So don't don't bring any of your philosophy. But that we shall not do. We should not simply become some uh, nice people in material estimation. 
We give the nice, the things that people like, and the things they don't like also. Because they can never properly appreciate the things that are to be liked unless they become free of sinful understanding and sinful habits. This kirtan, kirtan bhakti, it doesn't actually work unless we become free of material desires and fully surrender to Krishna. As Rupa Goswami states, Bhukti mukti sprihayavat pisachi hridi vartate tavat bhakti sukhas yatra katama bhudayobhavit. As long as the two pisachis, the witches of material desire and desire for liberation are in the heart, how can the bliss of bhakti happen? How can it manifest? It doesn't actually happen. So, if we really want to benefit people, we have to tell them what they need to hear. How exactly to do it, we have to see. It may not be that we go and tell everyone that you'll become a monkey in your next life. We may not say that directly. It may work, you see. This this was a new devotee who told this at that time... Uh, sociology professor, maybe after she gets some more training, she won't say that kind of thing. And she'll be told to say it in a more polite way. But actually it worked. (laughs) You had a similar experience. You were a new devotee. You were new, you were reading Prabhupada's books. You happened to be in a student lecture in Vallabhidyanagar. I was lecturing. Oh, I see. You asked a question about what you were studying, which was? Biotechnology. You said that, that it's sinful and against the laws of nature. You read in the second chance, Prabhupada said? If someone takes up bhakti but continues sinful activities, then advancement is very slow. That if one takes up bhakti but continues sinful activities, advancement is very slow. What shall you do in that situation? You ask me. And what did I say? I can't remember. You remember? I don't. And I said, give up your study. What is the purpose of life? Students were coming... Oh, people coming as students, wanting to develop their career. In that class. And I said that. And you, you and I said to give up your study. And you did. Maybe the others didn't, but you did. Yeah, it's worth it, isn't it? I mean, to get one. Ekas Chandras Tamohanti King Natara Ganopicha. One moon is worth more than millions of stars. So to get 
someone who fully dedicates their life to Krishna and surrender to Krishna is better. According to Chanakya, it's that's uh, that's better than uh, having many people who are just going along at some low level. And then after that, Chanakya says, "Varang, varang eko guni putra." It's better to have one qualified son. And the last line, I don't forget. Rather than having many murkas, is the is the uh, purport of the last line of that verse. So yeah, we should remember this: that preaching is we want number and quality also. But of the two, we aim more at quality because one one completely surrendered and devotee can. Deliver the whole world. One Prabhupada did... There were millions of devotees of Krishna in India, but one Prabhupada did more than all of them put together. So, better aim for that. Make this kind of devotee. Whatever level people are at, try to bring them up more. But if you can bring someone up to that, or, or at least put them on the path, that will be the aim. Pramanda, what is that? Pramanda tarite shakti dhare jane jane. That's about the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Said that every single one of them is capable of delivering the whole universe. So that kind of preaching we should have. Hare Krishna. How's the translation department? <laughs> Everything going on okay? It's quite good if you could translate so long. I couldn't do it. I mean, I know three languages, but I guess translating from Bengali or Hindi would be easier into English would be easier for me than translating from English into Bengali or Hindi. But it's not, if you miss something, then you know, sometimes I see translators, they miss something or they, do, they can't understand it and then they, get, they lose the whole thread. So if you manage to translate all that, very good. You already collapsed? No, sir. <laughs> Hmm? It's over now. You can wipe your brow. <coughs> I don't know so how devotees do that, but so many, they're able to do it. They hear and translate at the same time. Some kind of special shakti given to them by